And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. I have Charlie here. He hasn't seen, well, he didn't see uh, Doctor Strange at the time that we got to see Doctor Strange, but he was also not here for our Doctor Strange review. So I figured going ahead, open the floor up, let him ha have his review. And also, too, we have some movie news that we're going to get dive into first. Then after the movie news segment, which is only two new movie news reports, and then we're going to go straight into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So that being said, let's get in. Let's go ahead and dive into a bit of movie news. Okay, so the first set, I mean, with John, like we talked about this, I believe on April 1st, uh, might have been around that time about The Crow actually moving forward. Um, I thought it was a joke. I literally thought, I was like, there's no way they're moving forward with this. Well, you know, they are. Um, yeah, so they set a production start date. Um, so according to Deadline, production on the upcoming modern reboot of The Crow is scheduled to begin the summer in the Czech Republic in Germany. Before mm -hmm. filming starts, the Bill Skarsgård and FKA Twigs led Revenge Flare will first head to the head to the Canes market with Film Nation Entertainment. Um, this movie is, again, based on the Revenge film, based on James O'Barr's 1989 dark fantasy comic book series of the same name. Um, the remake will be, long well, in development remake will be direct by Rupert Sanders from a screenplay won by Oscar nominee Zach Braylon from King Richard. Skarsgård oh. will be playing Eric Draven, while Twigs will be the character's love interest, love interest, who is now expected to have a bigger role in the new adaptation. Um, it tells the story of a man who's brought back to life by crows to avenge his murder and death of his fiancée. And this movie was famously adapted by the late Brandon Lee, um, R.I.P. Brandon. Um, right. Yeah. Well, okay, so let me give you my initial thoughts on this because, you know, at first I wasn't sure if they were going to go back to Detroit and, and go ahead and film over there. Because I know that it's going to be filmed overseas. That's definitely an interesting, an interesting take because I thought they would actually go back to Detroit and everything and film this. But although in the graphic novel and stuff like that too, it's very different the way it's actually laid out. There's a lot more to it than what we got. They skipped a lot into the beginning of the crow, but I am definitely excited for this. And also too, to know that you actually have an Academy Award nominee for the screenwriter for this that's attached to it shows me some promise into this film. Now, whether or not they actually break production during that time, and they don't go through any other production hell that they've been going through with it. That's debatable. But does it make me excited? Does it make me less nervous? A little bit because of the fact that I'm actually a little bit more hopeful because of the fact that they have someone that's actually a talented screenwriter on board for this film. And so it gives me some hope. They need to just leave this movie alone. I, I'm not, like, again, I wasn't really, I'm not sold on this. Um... I'm not sold on the director. Um, I don't think he's... I, I don't know. We'll see. This is like the 20th. I don't know. I'm exaggerating. It, it, it feels like it's been 20 different directors and 20 different actors that have been tasked to play Eric Draven. This movie is just... Just leave it alone. Let Brandon Lee rest in peace. Because that movie's just so good. And, I mean, if they make it modern, they're going to make the soundtrack modern. And I'm like... Well. No. Well, that's when we do our old playlist for reboot of what we think that it's going to sound like. So yeah. that's going to be something that we're going to try and do. But yeah, yeah. I think that, that would be does, fun. You can't beat the original, to be yeah. honest. Again, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sold on this. Maybe Bill Skarsgård will play a good Eric Draven. I don't know. Maybe. 
you've got to have a lot of good action sequences in it. I mean, that, that that's what really is the crow was. There was a lot of good set action pieces. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the director would do it as long as he doesn't have a um, an an on set issue and um, like like he did on the set of uh, Snow and Huntsman, which we've already talked about. But still, again, I don't know. Like, I'm not sold on this to be honest. Like, again, I think they just need to let the let. There's some original movies that you just need to let go. Like, don't stop trying to make it modern. It's not going to work. This is one of them, The Crow. I got The Matrix. Like, leave that. Don't don't touch that movie. Like, just just don't. And I mean, there might be others I can't think of, but those are the two I, at the top of my head. Don't touch The Matrix. And in this in the crow so we'll see i mean they already tried to screw up the matrix for me with uh lebron james as the neo outfit and then the the the, the uh, space jam 2 sequel if you're wondering what that is just don't just just get something to like you, you need that men in black thing just to erase your memory of it that's what the whole world needs to erase the memory of space jam 2 but but yeah but anyways um you know, at first I'm, I felt like the same way you did. I felt like, you know, they don't we don't need another Crow reboot or anything like that. But it's to be honest with you, it piques my interest a little bit because of Bill Skarsgård being attached to it and because of the level of actor that he actually is and he's able to do things is what makes me very interested in it. So that's for me, though. Uh, so I know that we have the Loki news, and then after that, we're breaking into the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness review for, from you. Yes. Yeah, so um, again, they, they said production start date. We didn't get. They didn't like the article didn't mention a de- production start date for um, the Crow. So again, I don't know really though fully when that's supposed to start. But then another one is Loki season two set date. Let me see here. Loki season two production has official start date. As Disney's future MCU universe plans to continue coming to view, June six in London for Loki season two, um, and it's direct, uh, series suspected to be directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who recently helmed the Moon Knight series. Duo will be replacing Kate Heron, who, according, according to Sat, said listing will still remain on the project as a producer, and that's that's really about it. <laughs> okay. So I'm excited about the fact that they're going to start production on Loki season two. And also two, I'm thinking that this is actually going to be after the effects of Dr. Strange and Clea cleaning up their mess, cleaning up Loki's mess, making the universes merge. But we'll get into a little bit of that on the multiverse of madness review, but you know, I'm excited. I really enjoyed Loki. And everything we had what one bad episode out of the whole entire series in my opinion i wound up liking it um for what it is but you know I th- i'm excited to know that they're actually starting production and also know too i'm glad that they that they got everybody still together i mean i like the first two again they, they, those first two episodes again i didn't know what to expect from the loki series like first two like knocked them out apart I'm like wow like I'm, i was blown away it was actually really entertaining and then they, Barney taking a piss on the screen <laughs> of the third episode, kind of like, and it was like this hard to see that one. And it was like a sour note. And then they try, I, I, I don't know. I think it started out good. And then it is not that. I mean, the hard thing for me of these like Marvel shows, there's not there that nothing's been for me personally consistent. I think, I think, I think the one that my favorite show, just coming to think of it, 
was WandaVision. My favorite show from because yeah, it started out quirky, but I knew that going in. But once the mo- the story progressed, it actually got better. And and then and then I and like and then like then I actually enjoyed it. Winter Soldier started out great. And then the ending, the ending was kind of disappointing, but it was still a decent show. Um, and then I, I liked aspects of Hawkeye. Um, I liked aspects. I think so far there hasn't been one consistent, a, a consistently good show. Maybe Mrs. Marvel, which comes out in June, like maybe that will do it. Again, I don't know that looks like it's a lot of the lot, a lot of that stuff. So a lot of like colorful kind of stuff. So there might be other cool stuff from it. Might be might be leading into Thor: Love and Thunder. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, it depends or whatever. Just from the color designs, the aspects, of just the vibe of it seems more of a Thor kind of a vibe. And so we'll see. Again, I don't know. I think for me, the Marvel shows just haven't been consistent, and that's the problem. I gotcha. Yeah, I think we there hasn't been one consistent show. Maybe when we get closer, the others like I'm. Um, I think the big one I'm looking for is Secret Invasion because that's what the scrolls. That's what right. I. That's 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 the, my big thing for the the current phase we're in what is the theme like you're you're giving me substance what's the theme you're not answering the question what is the theme of the whole art phase four is it finding yourself then yeah sure maybe but i think it's the scrolls because i think we're gonna get i think because it's gonna lead into deadpool three and we might be getting the invasion of the scrolls which is in that and a comic where just deadpool just kills all the scrolls but so i i don't know i just want to know i just want what is the theme so that i can i then i can the puzzle pieces together like charlie day on the conspiracy theory board <laughs> well let's see for me you know me i love moon knight that's gonna i'm gonna be rank, i'm gonna do a special episode just ranking the episodes individually but as for me i love moon knight and everything and also too we're having the same creators from moon knight move over to loki and do a mythology piece off of that i'm excited for that so with that being said let's go on ahead let's dive into some multiverse of madness so um, what was oh so no, my question ahead, is no. this man what was your first initial thoughts when you saw this movie because I know that you had you didn't know what to exactly to expect when you were going into seeing this movie or anything like that either yeah and you know me I had my theories and stuff like that but I want to know what your thoughts were I had no thoughts going into this one like going into it I was like oh cool Doctor Strange yeah I, I again this was my favorite like the trailer for this movie was my favorite part of No Way Home. The very end, the post-credit sequence, when my brother told me it's a trailer, I'm like, no way! It was a full-on two and a half, two minute, thirty-second trailer. I was like, wow, they haven't done this since Avengers. So I was like, I was excited for this one. Um, this like the, all the people that are going to be in it and stuff like that. But honestly, I hadn't like I saw some stuff like like trailers here and there, and I was like, yeah, I want to get tickets. So I got IMAX tickets. Maybe I was thinking because it, it, I'm at our IMAX theater in Maryland is like. The one that closest to me, huge, like I think row N or whatever. And I got it because I knew not many people would be buying those tickets for IMAX. So it was busy, but then again, it wasn't. And because I, because I knew I'd be getting tickets easier for this. And um, so I did uh, IMAX. I mean, I, I, I loved it. I had a great time coming out of this. Like um, the other big, the thing that kind of helped like fuel like my excitement to see this movie. Again, everybody knows I'm a huge avatar. I'm looking for Avatar too. But being able to see the first trailer for Avatar two before it before it released online, and it, it was the very final trailer. They made it all in the IMAX screen, and also we got a brief twelve minute uh, clip from uh, uh, Top Gun. 
So that was that was one of our trailers, the IMAX exclusive scene, like the first couple, like a big sequence from Top Gun. I was like, so again, um, but seeing the Avatar two trailer, that was like really like I'm like, yeah, I made the right decision, and seeing that on the big screen, I'm like, anyway. Back on the Doctor Strange, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I and then when hearing the thoughts that this was a horror movie, I don't do horror movies. I don't. I don't <laughs> like them. They're just not me. I can occasionally watch a few of them, like Freaky. That wasn't a horror. That was kind of a slasher. But that one was kind of like it. It, 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 it depends on what the movie was. Once I heard it was Sam Raimi's in this, I'm like, all right, good. He directed a couple of my favorite Spider-Man movies and, and my, one of my all-time favorite Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 2. He did that. Didn't care for Evil Dead, um, the very first one. Evil Dead 2 was pretty good. I like that one because I, I can't do the straight-up horror stuff, and, and that was just gross for the sake of being gross, but that's me personally. Um, Army of the Dead, love that one. So so I, I'm very familiar with Sam Raimi, but him, at first horror movie, I was like, yeah, I'm not so sure on this one, but yeah, there was moments in this movie where I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I don't do jump scares. Like, I, I don't do jump scares. And there was a couple moments that I was like, I had my eyes covered, like, covered. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. But I think my, like, the favorite brutal kill for me, again, I this is I personally think this is the most brutal MCU movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you and I were both talking about that. Like, yeah. even Alex and I were talking about that last night. You know, because of the fact that when you see the sorcerers trying to protect America, you wind up seeing how grotesque uh, and how brutal Wanda is. In her mind, she thinks that she's doing something right, which makes her the most dangerous villain. Because when someone's thinking that they have their best intentions, that's when they realize, of course, that's one thing about a villain is the motivations. And her motivations were very clear with that. Yeah. Um. And also, too, I thought, like, the whole little, like, like the, the, like the, from the trailers, you see it's all white and happy, and then you just see it's a giant ruse. I'm like, damn. Like, there's a lot of moments, like, and then a lot of times, Wanda was just awesome in this movie. Like, she, she was, she was, like, she was, like, a villain, but it didn't feel like she was a villain. She felt just in her cause. And, but there's a lot of moments where she's just burning people, not physically but mentally with these like slick six sodastic burns like like um, you um like you changed each like you affected the multiverse or you or you did something and everybody called you a hero and i did it they call me a villain i don't really see that's really fair and the way she's just name dropping people hey how's that working out for christine or just the, the, that oh, i was just like and like i guess kept thinking i'm like damn she's burning him like like he's she's spitting hot fire and for any Chappelle shows out of fans out there, she she her nickname should be Dylan because because he spits hot because she spits hot fire. But just those burns and this the how the illusion is like is this like it was very like really cool to see that. Dang, she was vicious in this mm-hmm. movie. Like she was like like I have to go on with Brad said and on Scene Invaders podcast where I have to give the Marvel credit for giving a woman that. Of being a total badass villain and the balls to do it and knowing mm-hmm. the layers of her character and the threat of her character because of the fact that we it's been a while since we actually had some sense of danger with these characters i was very fearful for dr strange and i'm happy that they did this in that kind of way yeah um but yeah i mean and if, if anybody's wondering yeah that's the that's the actual theatrical poster from this movie so <laughs> So, so yeah, so anybody's wondering, what is that in the background? Yeah, that's that's that. But anyway, but yeah, Wanda was great in this. Like, 
she was vindictive. She was brutal. I think there was a lot of scenes that they didn't show of her doing more damage to that to that town where they're at, where the, the, the offending. I think there was scenes where I think they really wanted to have her do hand to hand combat with some of them, but I think they kind of didn't. And that's fine. I mean, you 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 did what you need. You you proved the point. Like you, you she yeah. You you did what you need to. And you see, for me, Wanda does not need hand-to-hand combat when you have magic spells flying at you and having that dark spell book. You do not need that. Just her level of doing the spells is scary enough. And Mm -hmm. her coming at you full force and using the reflections from um, from under the water to get to America, that was really... That was really scary. Yeah, that was, like... A very Evil Dead reference, like like cover up the water, and the way she's coming out is like she's like the T one, she was like the 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 T two thousand from Terminator two, like she she's like the and then yeah, like the T one thousand, yeah, uh, yeah the uh, the Robert Patrick character, um, yeah. but yeah, he, she was very like that, like the, the and the contortion she did, like there's a lot of creepy stuff in this, but some of the kills she did, oh my god, like. She, she, like, again, I think this is, I know Tanika brought this up yesterday about the Illum- like the announcement of the Illuminati. There was the Illuminati fight should have been too longer. No, it was just fine. You need to do it. You need to just end it fast because that's how brutal Wanda is. Like, how into, and that's not even technically wasn't really Wanda. It was like a, a demon controlled Wanda. But just the burns on like that, like how she took, took care of every single one of them, just like, like, that and then the burn she did on uh Mr. Fantastic, but um I'll admit that cameo, I did not see that one coming. That was awesome. And you know what? I have to admit to Alex and everything about be careful what you wish for because you just might get it, but you mm-hmm. don't know in the kind of aspect that you might actually get a certain character. And yeah. in this one, it was like, Oh, good, we're finally gonna get uh the director from you know uh the quiet place. And then all of a sudden you get him, and then he's gone. So Helper, or like or Jim Jim Helper, and the the burn she wanted to deliver to him. Um, do, do you does your kids have a mother? Yes. Then that's okay. They they always still have somebody to take care of. You when I take care of you, I was like, damn, like like that line she just delivered to to Jim Helper. Um, but yeah, that was that was, was very salty. salty. <laughs> very it was. Salty. Like I mean, it's like, and then again, like, I, I, I think the like the kind of reference that they re- like again, Mister Fantastic, and I didn't see that one coming. That was really cool. Um, does that mean he's gonna be Mister Fantastic? No, no, I don't think so. I think they're gonna be. I think I, I think that's what everybody's expecting. I don't think that. I don't personally don't think. Would I like that happen? Sure. I don't see how they can do it now. But... Well, considering the fact that Earth is a different Earth, and Doctor yeah, Strange yeah, comes right. from. From the six one six area code, which to me should be just a rap song about Doctor Strange rapping. But yeah. anyways, um, considering the fact that that universe is a different uh, universe, I think that he could actually still be part of this. Also, too, you have Patrick Stewart who signed on to be uh, Professor Xavier again. You don't just sign him on for a one cameo deal just to kill him off. You want to have him back again if Sir Patrick Stewart wants to come back. That is. But you want to have these actors to come back again to reprise those roles. Now, as far as uh, Rambo goes, being uh, Captain Marvel, she might uh, wind up, that might wind up happening later on. But as far as the other two cameos happening, 
and stuff like that. I could see that happening uh, mm-hmm. as a permanent base for them. Yeah. Um, for like again, like and then uh, Captain Carter, I thought that was kind of cool to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then you see the like the uh, the best friend being um the best friend being Captain Marvel in this one. Yeah, this worked in this universe, but it won't be able to work in the current one because she, she um she's no longer that. That's why the daughter's taken over. Um, so that that will that's gonna happen later on. Um, but and then um, but yeah, seeing like that and then seeing how quickly they got killed by wanda like that was that i think the thunderbolt one was the most was like the brutal one mm-hmm. how can you do something when you don't have a mouth and i was like damn is this matrix style right here and then even the music <laughs> like and then he just blows up and i was like wow and then and then she took care of ultrons like the ultrons is in this universe or whatever like how she 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 just took them out like boom 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 i'm like perfect like I, I think that it shouldn't like it didn't need to be any longer than that because you need to prove a point. But seeing Mister Fantastic get turned into silly stream, I thought that was during a brutal moment. It was kind of funny, so I kind of liked the idea. Just I kind of like uh, what what Sam Raimi did with that. It is a brutal moment. Like there's no denying that, but it kind of made it kind of funny. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. But and then seeing Cap, Captain Carter get penetrated by her own shield, I was like, man, I thought I've seen that shield go for, like, penetrate, like, the decapitated guy's head, and it went right through somebody. Wow. They're really up in their game here in the violence, yeah. and then... Well, yeah. I want to go back for a minute, though, too. The guy who winds up, uh, he can say something in a whisper, and he can kill yeah. you. My friend Jason and I were sitting there, right? And then all of a sudden, he dies, and him and I are both busting out laughing. <laughs> I was like, well, so much for that. Well, but... He, he went he went by faster than the Inhumans TV show because he's an Inhuman. Everybody didn't know that. Right. Yeah, true. Um, but anyways, um, going ahead. I'll let you. Yeah, I mean, again, I loved it. I bought, I bought the pacing. I thought it was a good pacing. I I didn't feel bored during this. I felt it was that like something like there. And surprisingly, there's a lot of kids that went to this, and and it's a Marvel movie that I don't recommend this one for kids. Honestly, I just don't because there's a lot of scary elements in this. And I think like, again, I like, it's not as scary as the dark Knight. Like it's not, don't get me wrong. It's not as dark as that, but there's a lot of stuff in this one. That's really dark. The imagery's dark. Like there's a lot of dark stuff that could scare kids easily. So if you don't, I mean, if the kids want to see it, that's fine, but it's, it's up to you, but this is a really scary movie. There's a lot of scary elements. There could be a lot of, there, there could be a lot of scenes that might scare and, give kids nightmares i'll just say that but um again the pacing i thought it was a really good pacing like you, you didn't feel tired or bored at all personally i didn't um i liked kind of like i thought it was a really good balance between comedic moments and then dark moments i thought that was a really good pacing with that i mean i liked bruce campbell showing up and then pun- had the like and then he's like oh yeah that thing wears off in three weeks and then punching himself in the face it was like it reminded me of uh the evil dead 2 movie where bruce campbell had to fight himself right. so he's getting punched in the face i thought that was funny um but i think another- for me the, oh i think the for me the kill of the movie the most shocking one the one that really like made everybody in theory like whoa was the uh, was the professor xavier kill yeah. Okay. Let's. I want to talk about that for a minute because you know I don't know if you watched the review from last night or anything like that. I, I, I didn't. I didn't fully have time to fully watch it. Okay. Um, but, but I'll tell you. Uh, okay. So I'll tell you this. 
you know how this whole entire time I was talking about House of M and basically Doctor Strange going into Wanda's mind. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, I was fanboying out of my seat. And Jason didn't know what what was going on at all. I was like, they're doing House of M. House of what? I said, never mind. And so then I'm over there and watching it play out. I'm like, yes, they're finally doing it. And then all of a sudden he gets killed. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> well, I know it's not on the comics, but I'm just playing on that. It technically was a House of M, but at the M stand for massacre. Because yeah. we did we did get a House of M. Like everybody got mad. But this the the moment that was, I was like, when you see the like when he's like trying to help Wanda, and then you hear, and then you see the red mist, and he's looking at, and then she pops up right behind him, boom, snap snack. I was like, holy, everybody's like, holy crap. Like everybody like jumped, like everybody was like, what? Like that was like one of those moments everybody was like just lost their sh- the crap. And I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, oh my god, did that really happen? That was like that was the one takeaway from that movie. I'm like, this the snap, like snap, like. It's like it's like it, like it's like it's not as Rambo like um, from Rambo too when he's like when, he, when he's grabbing the guy looking and then stabbing him like looking both ways. No, Wanda just just nonchalant like no emotion when she did it, and she she was very vindictive on that movie. And I was like, oh my god, that was that was so brutal and cool at the same time. <laughs> to be honest with you, whenever you see Professor Xavier's face, I'm like, yeah, he's done. But I also was like. I even said this, what the F in the theater? I was I screamed that out loud in the theater because I was not expecting it. Well, the turtleneck. I was not expecting him, the skinny turtleneck. He looked like a he looked like a sprocket from SNL, like Mike Myers and the Sprocket. I was like, No, he looked like uh Martin Short from uh the Master of Disguise. Am I not oh, yeah. up for the turtle club? But yeah. No, yeah. I mean it's just like it's that that was so like that. And then uh, he fought, he's like, yep, I'm not, nope, 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 sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, just the way she, what she did on that one, that was so brutal. But yeah, it was like, it was kind of like, <laughs> you, you, you couldn't look away. Like, you, you, you came out thinking like, damn, that was a, that was a badass Wanda moment. I mean, she was very evil in this one, but that was, that was a brutal moment. I, I mean, I got, I mean, that was, that was a brutal, but yet great moment, but just this, the suddenness of it, like how, like you didn't expect it. Like that's what, there's a lot of jump scares in this. And that, that was definitely one of them. Like you didn't see it coming. You see how, how she comes out of nowhere, like, like Pennywise. And I'm surprised you didn't just dip out, but yeah. But yeah, that, 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 that was the brutal, the brutal kill in this whole movie for me personally. I can see why, though. I mean, that was a very shocking and brutal moment. Then, of course, another thing that winds up happening is with the thing with America, where basically you have Wanda, who's willing to kill a child just so she can be with her children. Mm-hmm. And I like how Strange calls her out on that and tries to bring her back to where she once, how she once was. Then, also, too, the demons coming out of the book was actually pretty cool on how they did that. And then the fight battle between Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange. <laughs> that was kind of cool. But the music elements, I thought that yeah. was a cool idea, a cool gimmick. You I mean, know, I also, mm. also want to say I really liked uh, 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 crap. Uh, Ra- Rachel McAdams, yes, mm-hmm. Christine Palmer. I really liked. I, I liked her in the first Doctor Strange. Me and too. That movie, kind of like her role in that, kind of like because at first I wasn't a huge fan of hers. She did some stuff, and I wasn't really a huge fan, but. 
seeing her in the like in, in Doctor Strange, I, I kind of liked her. I'm kind of I like her now, but I thought the, they gave her a bigger role in this one, and I kind of like that idea of it. Um, I mean, I love the whole wedding sequence. It's like, and then I'm like, and then how her husband ironically it was my name her husband's a huge doctor strange fan and you see and he's he's geeking out when he's fighting the giant octopus monster or whatever um but to go on your point about there's a lot of danger we all i think my brother and i felt that for Wong. so many times Wan should have died he mm-hmm. should have died like when that scene where she, when he like can he and he hit it at the side of his neck on the stairs i thought he was gone i instantly fought because that's that's usually the cliff, that, the like, cliff yeah. of the mountain that yeah. that that what scared me. I'm like, did they just kill Wong? Yeah. And I'm and then you wind up seeing him. Hang, I'm like, okay, good. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Wong's okay. But no, I'm I thought okay. he was, I thought he was gone with the uh, when he when he whipped his neck on the side of the stairs, like because that's instant like death right yeah. there. Usually in most movies, that's that. But Wong, man, like I thought he died so many times, but whew, he he lived in this one. And um and I I kind of I also like the uh, American America Chavez character. I liked her a lot, and in a sense, this is kind of like his Peter Parker, in a sense, kind of what Tony Stark was to uh, Peter Parker. Doctor Strange is kind of having that sort of relationship with America Chavez, and I think that's kind of what I'm interested to see how this progresses between the two of them, because I think you, they, she's he was kind of ro- ro- warming up to her, kind of like what Doctor uh, what uh, uh, Tony Stark did to Peter Parker, kind of grooming, like kind of helping out as many, much as can, like like in a mentor. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cool little, like may- maybe like little tease for what further on, but again, that's what I picked up from it. I think my brother did too about, Oh, she's like a Peter Parker to him. Not really, but kind of in a sense. I could see that though, being a mentor, trying to train her mm-hmm. in the ways that he was once been trained under because she was mm-hmm. even having the same problems that he had whenever he was first got in there. And then mm-hmm. of course, now, my question is this. Did you know that Doctor Strange had a sister or not? Because I mentioned that when I did my Doctor Strange rewatch with Alex, but I knew that he had a sister. No, I didn't know he even had a sister. Yeah, I wish that they would actually put that into context in the first film. So that way you can actually get the caring aspect of Doctor Strange mm-hmm. for his sister mm-hmm. and everything. So that way he can have that guilt and shame to actually carry him through with the second film. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have actually done that because, uh, like, when we first don't don't get that in the first movie, I'm like, okay, maybe she does not exist into the MCU mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I'm like, okay, so I can go on disbelief that she doesn't exist, and then all of a sudden, Raimi pulls it in. I'm like, okay, so maybe Strange is trying not to think about his sister dying or anything. I so, think the other thing too is with the different directors, different styles, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Again, I think that could be into play too. Um, but there is a definitely like I just saw a couple articles just recently on this. I didn't read it, but kind of like they teased that third eye of his. They kind of teased that in the first movie um, a little bit. All the times that the Sorcerer Supreme kept top punching, uh, push, touch, touching in the, in the top of his forehead. They kind of were teasing that a little bit about him getting the third eye. So I was like, huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of, I can see that now. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was a nice. So there, there is at least some not mentions from the first movie into this one. So there is some continuity with it. Um, but I think the, like again, the biggest geek out moment for me, not of the character, because I had no idea who the character was, was the mid credit sequence. 
Um, but it was like a, uh, essentially you hear a voice and the voice like Stephen Strange, you screwed up the universe. Not, I'm not saying it verbatim, whatever. We need to fix it. Are you scared? I'm not, I, I don't know who the character was. And then my brother was reading it up. Um, but the voice and the voice, I was like, no way. Did they seriously get this person to be in the MCU? And and I've seen this person on Twitter, real cats out of the bag. The MCU just got Charlize Theron to join the MCU. That is huge. And, and just also, to get her, yeah, it's awesome. Also, too, uh, going off the villain from the very first Doctor Strange movie, though, too. Uh, basically, Dormammu. I think that somehow or another, that Clea is actually related to her to him. Yeah, as well. Is. I forgot the context with it. She's very underground, and I'm, you know me, I'm up on my comic books and stuff mm-hmm. whenever it comes down to Doctor Strange, but she's very underground to the point where I didn't know anything about her, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that I don't know anything about a character, so that way I can go back yeah. and research it, you know? Yeah. But, you know, another thing I want to do is I want to do, like, a little bit of a deep dive with the whole music fight thing. Yeah. To me, oh. when the two of them are fighting, and stuff like that. I think words has a big strong point mm-hmm. when it comes down to music lyrics. Like it can be like it uses a sharp edged sword. Mm-hmm. If you think about what words. So whenever he uses that and everything, he's using that. Now I'm going to uh, reference Eminem because he has an album called uh, "Music to Get Murdered By." Mm-hmm. So basically, he got murdered by music. And even though the lyrics are not on the pages or anything like that, but instrumental music has a way of actually giving you the powerful edges that you would need to take someone down. But that's just me uh, geeking out a little bit. But anyways, um, going ahead. What else, what else are some of your other yeah. thoughts? So back to the Charlize Theron cast. And again, I thought that was like, again, I didn't care about the character. I was like, no way. That was the, that was like my eyes lit up when I heard her voice because she's a very recognized. But getting more her character, and I think she's going to be a big part of the MCU going forward because her character, Clea, she is a, or a, I think, a distant, like, she might be, I believe she is related to Dormammu. She's the next Sorceress Supreme, and she, she plays, she's going to be the husband, like, they're the wife of Doctor Strange. Um, So, so that means, like, well, I think they're going to go with that. And I think it was a nice to go back onto the introduction of Clea. I think, or I think it was a good moment because it kind of cl- it closed the door on the christine palmer sitch and I, I i liked how they did that they kind of closed that door like like again they closed that door to open this one and i think it, i thought i thought it was a nice move to introduce the character um right off the bat and then they, they're like we, like they're jumping through the uh uh like they're gonna be jumping through the uh like the different like the mm-hmm. mining insurgents or whatever 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 steven saying screwed up we need to fix well, it so Come to find out, the insurgents was actually Loki. Yeah, the Loki's at that time. So there is some connectivity with the Loki TV series and connectivity yes. with it. So mm-hmm. at least we know that's something that happened within this world. So it's connect. So we have some cohesiveness with that. Yes. Um, but as for her being the source of supreme, she's the source of supreme in that world. But underneath Wong in the six one six universe, he's still going to be the source of supreme. I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because much. I'm just going based off of comic yeah. books, okay. and comic book lore, and how that works. But basically, in that universe, she would actually be the source of supreme, 
in that universe, and then Wong would still be the source of Supreme in the 616 universe as well. So now, therefore, he has to bow to her, she has to bow to him. It shows respect among other Supremes. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever they do with that, I don't know. I'm just excited that you got they got Charlie Starin to join the MCU. Like, yeah, that was a huge get. And I was like, that's awesome. And the fact that she kept this secret for so long, like, I'm 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 a huge fan of hers because she's done a lot of great action movies. And the 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 get the, the, the she just has that way. I mean, so like she just like she I just like dislike her a lot. I mean, I think she plays really good villains, but the fact that she playing a superhero in a sense, I think that's that 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 that's pretty cool. I um, think so too. And yeah. I, I was picking with my friend Jace because he actually fell asleep during Atomic Blonde. I said, oh, so it's a multiverse for you. Because guess what? You fell asleep during Atomic Blonde and all of a sudden she shows up. Mm. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I liked Atomic Blonde. I mean, like, again, that was a David Leach movie, but, and I think it has probably the best action sequence, like, at that, the one continuous take. Like, I mean, that, that, that movie, she was awesome in that movie, but um, but yeah, it's, yeah, again, and then um, I think that goes to my next point about the whole mid credits because I mean, there's a conversation you guys were having you know, a little bit about mm-hmm. mid credits, and I think it varies. Um, I think sometimes I I, I kind of like the post credit sequence in this one. I thought it was kind of funny. It was kind of like a huge like callback to Ferris Bueller a little bit about like go home. Um, I think it varies. I think some like some of the ones like sometimes mid credit sequences aren't good. Um. I think I don't remember No Way Home's one. I just know that the post credit scene from No Way Home was this trailer for Doctor Strange. Um, so again, so I think it varies of what that. Sometimes both of them are really good. Um, I think the the, the mid credit sequence for Sun Chi was a good one because it brought brought in Sun Chi or Sean and uh, and uh, Katie, and they brought him in to meet um, holograms of uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, Mark Ruffalo's character, the Hulk, or Bruce Banner, and you see Wong, and then and then again, it went from good, like, from like um, serious to then um, party time, which I think it was fitting for that movie. So it varies. Again, I didn't care at, at all for the Eternals ones. Like, okay, you, uh, the movie's already two out. Almost felt like three hours already. Let, let's let's wrap this up. I don't really care. Um, sure, it sets up stuff. Is that me? I'm gonna watch it. No. Um, I think Captain Mer- uh, Captain the very first Captain America one had the uh, had the tie in to the very first Avengers trailer, which is like at 2011, which is pretty cool. But I think it varies. Um, again, I'm enjoying them. I'm like either way, I'm not like most people. I sit and watch post credit sequences in the Marvel movies because they're actually going to mean something. Um, they haven't really mean anything on TV shows yet because um, they like playing teases with us because they know what to expect, but. Um, I did like the post credit, the mid credit sequence for this one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it varies. Like, I'm just, I'm just excited to see where we're gonna go with this. And this movie is already like, like it's already, it already reached 500 million dollars internationally just yesterday, and and it's got two more weekends of nothing. I could say it's definitely gonna make it. Well, I think it's gonna get at least to over 700 million international, like, like combined. Um, internationally, because there's nothing coming out until Top Gun, and I saw your, co- I saw your, the post, John, on that. I think Doctor Strange is going to hold off Top Gun. I think, I think once people watch Top Gun, I don't well, know. I can't I'll tell on. you, I'll tell you why I came up with that though. Yeah, it's because of the positive word of mouth that mm-hmm. it's been getting, 
and also too is falling into the nostalgia factor with it too. Yeah. And also too, I actually know film critics that saw they went to four screenings of this movie because they loved it so much. Yeah. And so you have the reason the rewatchability aspect to it if people do decide to go back and rewatch uh Top Gun again uh in the second Top Gun movie. So you have the rewatchability of revisiting the film over and over again. With Doctor Strange, and also, too, I want to mention this real quick, too, before I get into this other point, but uh, but here's the thing. That's only for the summer blockbusters that is going to hold that spot mm-hmm. for Top Gun as number one. Avatar is going to come over there and, just, and wreck stuff. I'm just going to be honest. Everybody's just, underestimating it, and I'm not one of those people that's underestimating under, under it. I'm just one of those people, like, you know, I'll go check it out. And t- out of curiosity, and out of mm-hmm. curiosity, and if word of mouth gets around that it's good, it's going to be another one of those things where pe- where we're going to see another climb of James Cameron to the point where nobody can touch it. Now, yeah, I said this in the review though for Doctor Strange as well. I said as far as the rewatchability for this film, I don't see P- Marvel fans going into this movie that much as they did with the very first one. I just don't, although I am going into it again for the second time because my fiance wants to go and see it and everything, and I don't mind going to see a Marvel movie again, but normally whenever I come out of a movie, usually I see people clamoring up for, uh, coming, going, wanting to go back and see it, and stuff like that. For me, I just don't think it has that rewatchability for, for, for another, to go back and watch it again in the theaters. Now, that's to debatable if they go on and watch it on streaming services for Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, I think I, I could see what I could go back watching this one again. Um, cause again, I didn't, when I watched Dr. Strange last week, the first one, I hadn't seen that movie since 2016 when I, when I first came out in theaters, I didn't see it. I, I mean, again, I didn't own the movie until late cause I didn't buy the Blu-ray right off the bat. Cause I was waiting for the 4k and I was like, Oh, I don't own this. Like, I mean, it was entertaining. The first Dr. Strange is good. I mean, visually it was stunning. I don't. I didn't find a lot of rewatchability at the time to go back to the theater. This one I could see myself going back because I again. So I, I already seen the stuff, but I kind of want to see some of the aspects again. But again, I I think too. I think it's gonna nice. Um, I don't know. I think this movie's gonna have legs. Like I think because we got we got at least two more weeks, and it's doing like bonkers overseas. I think what's like again with Top Gun. I think it's gonna do well, and I'm not saying it's not going to do well because the, right. the, the image i saw the the, the clips i'm, I'm kind of intrigued in it i just didn't yeah i know elements of the movie um i just i guess they, they're in that but i i'm giving tom cruise credit for the he- he's a heck of an actor that wants to make as realistic as possible um i think we have to do a show for our like like for box office from the from this point on like to see because i agree i think i i think a lot of people are underestimating avatar too and I think James Cameron had had a feeling about that, which is why on September 23rd, he's bringing back the original Avatar in theaters with enhanced graphics, visuals, and, 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 and more audio or whatever to fix it. I think Avatar 2 is going to, like, I, I'm, I, I'm not doubting James Cameron. I'm a Cameron fan, and I know his track record of sequels. He makes bonkers with sequels. And I think, I think a lot of people are like, oh, this is like, there's nothing to this movie. That's the whole like maybe maybe that maybe you think that but this uh, the first Avatar dealt with the skies and that was visually breathtaking. The fact is the reason James Cameron took so long for this new movie 
had to create a new technology to fully shoot underwater, which is where he, uh, he that's one of his big expertises because he's actually been underwater before. Like, again, like that. He's filmed that. And then just from the, just the trailer alone, how beautiful that water looks. And it makes me like, I want to go see, like, that was my goal to go see. I have a hard two was to be my first IMAX 3D movie. So Ready Player One in that, and that's fine. It was good at that. But my big one I've been waiting for 13 years is to see Avatar 2 in IMAX 3D. And that water looks awesome. Like, the teaser has me sold. And I think it's okay. It's a teaser. I mean, I'll admit the first teaser for Avatar didn't have me sold. But it's the next trailer that has me sold like that. And it looks like there's going to be a lot of great action sequences in this because James Caring doesn't... He's going to do some action sequences. Mm -hmm. And... It looks, this looks awesome. And I, I agree with you. I think Avatar 2 is going to like blow, blow things like out of the water. Like comes out Christmas time. Perfect time. That was when 13 years ago. That's when the first Avatar came out. And that, th- and that thing didn't start out like it didn't start out great. It's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And Avatar 2 consecutive weekends of number one in the box. That means um, Avatar 1. Yes, Avatar one, yeah, consecutive right. weekends. I mean, that's what I think. That's what I think. Avatar two might because I don't think like again. You got Shazam. That's okay. You got different audiences and like that. And then there's a reason Shazam like backed out of the first week. And I'm like, yeah, we're back out five days. That's okay. Like, there's a reason because they're they're not like they're not underestimating the power that is James Cameron. Because James right. Cameron, he's a visionary director. You may like him. You may hate him. You got to give the man credit. He knows how to visually make a movie. Um, that's very true. All right. Well, I think that's everything that we wanted to cover as far as your review goes and stuff, yeah. right? I mean, is there anything um, else that you want to mention? Just one final point. I think Doctor yeah. Strange, I could definitely see it um, at least getting over 700, 000, like 700 million. I could see that maybe next weekend. Or maybe, maybe if not this weekend, next, because it's making like so much money overseas. Like it's that... I definitely think it's gonna it's gonna have legs for a while because nothing's coming out and even over Memorial Day, yeah, a lot of people are gonna see Top Gun. I think, I think this one's still gonna hold off, like hold off for a little while, at least until June. Mm. I think June was that's when Jurassic World comes out, the new Dominion, right. and I think that one's gonna like that. So it's gonna be an interesting battle of that. But the thing with Doctor Strange is it's short. It's a quick two and a, two hours and six minutes. So that's what you I'll be honest minutes. with you. Despite the fact I didn't enjoy this film as much as I wanted to, the, I didn't feel the runtime. The runtime yeah. was very quick. You're in yeah. and then you're out. So I really do appreciate that and I think part. That's that's the big benefit for it too. It's it's a two hour and a six minute movie, and because the original one was only an hour and fifty, like an hour it was like an hour and forty something, um, and then I think like I mean it's an hour and forty six and ten minutes of the credits, but this one is two hours and six. It didn't feel like it felt really quick. And I think that's what that I think that's the benefit for it. It being a, like the benefit for short movies, you can get it in more screens. And I think that's the, and I think the also too is they raised the price too on these tickets. Um, and I think they're doing it for all blockbusters now. And I think Top Guns is going to get its price raised. I don't know how much, but uh, I'm not stupid. I do too. I mean, they did it for the Batman. Um, they they did it like because it was a, like I think AMC did it for the Batman. I don't think anybody else did. But yeah, I think it's 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 stupid. But I mean, it, it's smart yet stupid at the same time. And it's like I I may not like it, but it's still got my money. Like again, I mean, I I think I yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like this movie a lot. I, I had a lot of fun with it. Albeit as a, a horror movie, 
You're not going to get that from me often that I say a horror movie was good. Like you're not getting that from me often. Cause I'm not, I don't do horror movies. Don't expect me. I'm not seeing Halloween ends. Like don't, don't at me saying need to see Halloween ends. No, thank you. I don't need to see a, like that. I, that, but that, but for the MCU to have its first horror movie, I wish I had my, like, I was a little hesitant on it. Like it, it did, it did, it did what it needed to do. It was entertaining. It was like definitely one of my favorite movies of the year. All right. So with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for our review. I hope that everybody enjoys it. Of course, going ahead tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Central Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, Alex and Rossi and myself are going to be reviewing the Godfather, uh, the very first Godfather film. So go ahead and check that out uh, tomorrow night on our YouTube channel. And that's everything that you need to know about us. So always until next time, it's been real. It's been fun. Can we do this again? And bye-bye.